You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome again to Revive Us Now podcast, where we're going to try to talk about everything revival. I am your host, Steve Gray, and so glad that you're with us and going to run with us for the good things of God. Today, we're going to talk about um, from fear to faith, because we want to try to move you today from where you might be in fear to a place of faith where you can open yourself up and trust God so much he can do anything he wants to do and get it done. Of course, there are healthy kinds of fear. Uh, sometimes I was telling the story the other day about that uh, when I was up in Montana and uh, they wanted to, they said there's a lot of bears out here in the woods and stuff and I was going out there so they'd put these bells around me and then I thought, well, if I wear these bells, that's so they scare off the bear before you get there, see? And uh, I wear these bells. I'm never going to get to see a bear. So I didn't put them on the next time, went out there and wandered around, never did see a bear. But they finally sent a search party out to get me. There's whistle blowing and everything, trying to figure out what happened to me. They thought maybe a bear got me. Well, I don't really know. I think that's close to stupidity. But sometimes we, we have a fear that keeps us from getting hurt or doing stupid things. But we're not talking about that kind of fear. We're talking about the kind of fear that makes decisions, the kind of fear that runs your life. And so we want to move from that kind of fear uh, to faith. And I was reading here uh, in, in the Bible about, uh, oh, you know, they've got some great stories on the Sea of Galilee. And here in Matthew... They get in the boat, the disciples get in the boat with Jesus, and there's a furious storm comes up, and and waves are sweeping over the boat. You know, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. I have, even on a smaller boat, even on a pontoon, I've been on those where waves were coming over the front end, and the boat was going down uh, like this, you know, and I had to cut the engine back so it could come back up. It's a kind of a scary thing, uh, but but here's the thing that got them is they, they feel like they're in real danger, and Jesus is asleep. He's just sleeping away, catching, catching his strength back, and they yell out, you know, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And Jesus replies, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? And of course, he calms the storm down. But what kind of a question is that to ask some fishermen? You see, they'd been around storms just like I've seen them before. Kathy and I went through a severe thunderstorm on a boat one time, and I think a tornado came through, and we, we had to ditch it into a cove, and we were hanging on to trees and, and everything. So, you know, a storm is, is something to take seriously. And so when he says, you know, why are you so afraid? Well, that's a good question, but they're so afraid because they're fishermen who make their living in boats, and they've seen these storms before. Of course, they miss it that Jesus is in the boat with them. But the, the whole point is their past experience, their past experience was dictating their thoughts. Past experience was ruling their present experience. You see, they'd been in storms before. They'd probably seen a lot of boats go down and sink. And so, and, uh, so you, why are you so afraid? And you, know, you think, well, we're so afraid because we've seen storms like this before. And uh, they you know, 
capsized and people drowned. That's why we're so afraid. And Jesus says, well, why are you so afraid? Where is your faith? You know, use your faith. Why are you so afraid? You of little faith. Well, their little faith was being um, exposed because they missed who's in the boat with them. Who's in the boat with them? Well, of course, Jesus is in the boat with them. And if you want to start dealing with fear, then you have to realize, I, I got to get in the boat with Jesus, as, as just as an example, like they had to do. They just forgot who they were who they were with. They're in the boat with Jesus. And so you kind of remember this. The more you draw near, less fear. Draw near, less fear. And the closer we get to Jesus, the less our lives will be ruined and dictated and manipulated by, uh, by fear. Because, you see, if you might remember this, we might have mentioned this another time, that fear is connected uh, to sin. Yeah. Because, see, before sin entered the world... There was no fear. There was no fear. Now, Eve kind of got hooked on that because she got fearful. You may, I don't remember her getting fearful. Yeah, she did, just like you might, because the devil told her that God's trying to trick you. He doesn't want you to be as wise as he is. That's why he didn't want you to eat that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because he's tricking you. And then you get fearful, like, well, maybe I'm being tricked. Or maybe you do that sometimes, like somebody's trying to trick me or fool me or out to get me or I got to be on guard. I got to take care of myself. I don't want to be taken advantage of. And so that fear uh, can get you. So fear is connected to the fall of mankind. And as long as you can remember that, you know that most fear, though the fear of God is right and you know, fear of making mistakes like doing something stupid out with bears. Yeah, okay. But the, the everyday fear that we're facing that's dictating our lives, it's no good. It robs us of our faith and it keeps us connected to the fall because that's where it came in. But Jesus came to redeem us from the law of sin and death. And so that, that, that fear that goes along with it should not be in our lives like it's in everybody else's life and running them. So, you know, when you begin to realize that, you think, well, I need to now adjust myself a little bit here and, uh, you know, start thinking, you know what? And we'll just do this picture. Just picture this. You're in the boat with Jesus. If you've given your life to Jesus and you're serious about it, you know, and you want to be a follower of Jesus. Well, you're in the boat. You're in the boat with Jesus. And you've got to tell yourself that. Otherwise, fear will get you and you'll start making decisions based on fear. And I've said many times, fear makes terrible decisions. Fear makes terrible decisions and uh, can cause you to stray from your, the purpose of your life and you get fearful you're going to miss something or you're going to, you know, you're going to, some people they get it. Well, I'm going to be single my whole life. So they just marry, they get afraid and they marry the wrong person that they, it wasn't God's choice, you know, and it was out of fear and anxiety. But so you got to tell yourself, look, I'm in the boat with Jesus. They're in the boat with Jesus. And think of it. He's going to uh, call them and teach them and they'll be doing miracles and all that. And then they're going to get in a boat and they're all going to drown. I don't think so. So he's trying to adjust their thinking. Like, what are you thinking when you're so afraid? Where is your faith? Because don't you understand the big picture going on here? The big picture. You're in the boat with Jesus. We're going somewhere and a storm is not going to take us down. So it might be, you know, they not only had the, by the way, you might like to know this, that back then they associated the sea and water, ocean, 
Mediterranean, the sea with demonic powers. It was a kind of a common, it was wrong, but a common thing that the, the, the Satan, demonic powers ruled the sea. So he put that together with their experience of seeing boats swamped or people drowned maybe. And, and then they believe, you know, the devil rules the sea and here we are, we're going down. And he, he's got to think about this. You're in the boat with Jesus. There must be a reason. There must be a reason that you are in the boat with Jesus. There's got to be a purpose why you've been called and why he's done. This. He's not going to bring you this far, then trick you. You know, like Eve thinks, well, our devil says he's, God's tricking you, you know. That's not going to happen. So you don't want to lose your focus. And just every time you uh, start to fear about something. And, you know, I notice this, too, that most people are afraid of things that will never happen. I've been pastoring a long time and know, you know, talked to many, many people about their fears and they're fearful of things. And then years pass and it never happens. Sometimes there are things that bad things happen, but most of the time fear is dictating our lives and holding us captive to things that don't matter or aren't even going to happen. So remember, you're in the boat with Jesus. If you can just remember that, or if you can remember, draw near, no fear. Get close to Jesus, get in the boat with Jesus, and let's go for the ride of our lives, right? So anyway, you're in the boat with Jesus for a reason. Do you remember the scripture that says, all things work together for good to those that love him? And a lot of people they, they, uh, they shorten that scripture, don't they? They go, well, I just believe all things work together for good. Well, that's not true. The devil's not working for your good. Demonic powers are not working for your good. There may be other systems out there. There might be a few people out there not working for your good. You've got to get hold of the whole scripture. First of all, it says all things work together for good for those who love God. You've got to get that in there for those who love God. And are called according to his purpose. You get off onto your purpose, not everything's going to work for you. It's when you're in God's purpose, when you're in God's will. And this, and this means then, if you love God and you're focusing on the purpose that he's got for your life, that means everything he's got, he's going to throw at your life. The angels are going to work for you. The word of God's going to work for you. The presence of God's going to work for you. Intercession's going to work for you. Jesus who intercedes for us. The great high priest is working for us. The Holy Spirit is working for you. But you put the pieces together and you're, um, you know, you're, you're called according to his purpose, not yours. And you got to make sure you love God, right? And that's the first start, loving God with all your heart and then getting his purpose well, all things are going to start working for your good. Now, there's still going to be Satan and there's going to be demons not working for your good. But, it, you know, I like I like the scripture that you probably already know that says, you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. When you hear that, most people think there's they hear it in their head. There's not going to be any weapons formed against me. No, that doesn't. Don't be surprised if there's some weapons formed against you, but they'll not prosper. They're not. Just hang on, ride in the boat, ride out the storm, keep your faith, and get into God's uh, purpose. Because here's here's the thing: faith and fear are both connectors. Faith is a connector to God. Faith connects us to the light and that we can walk in the light. Faith is a connector, but fear is a connector too. Faith and fear connect. That's why we, we, we walk by faith. We walk 
in that connection power that connect us. But fear connects you too. And fear will connect you with the powers of darkness. Fear will connect you with wrong decisions and you'll, you'll make decisions out of fear and just anxiety over no reason. A lot of people, you know, you'll notice you can have anxiety and can't even figure out why. You know, like, let's just say, you know, the bank's going to foreclose on your house. God forbid that should happen to you, but it happens to people. Could that be a little scary? Well, yeah, we'd understand. You say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little anxious about this. What am I going to do? But a lot of people deal with fear and anxiety, and really you can't put your finger on anything that's that wrong. They got a job, and they got pretty good family, and they pretty good health, and got a nice, fairly nice car, and they got a house, and they eat okay. You know, why? Well, it's, it's because this fear is connected to your old nature. And your new nature doesn't know what to do with it because your new nature in Jesus wants to walk by faith and get you connected to God. That's why we say, you know, draw near to God. He will draw near to you and uh, God doesn't walk in fear. So, you know, you're going to get yourself free of that if you just do it. Now, now we want to talk as we talk about revival. Something really important to me is who's going to lead the next great move of God. We need a move of God. America needs it. Churches need it. You need it. I need it. We need a fresh move of God. Well, somebody's going to lead that thing. I was fortunate to get to lead two movements myself, but now we got a new one coming. And so who's going to lead it? God right now, in my opinion, is searching, looking, and raising up fresh voices to be the new leaders of the new move of God that's on its way. We're praying it's on its way or call it revival, or call it renewal, or whatever you want to call it. But how are we going to get those leaders? Could it be you? Could you be one of those leaders? Well, ask yourself the question. Well, answer, yes, of course, you could be a leader in the next move of God. Well, what's stopping you? What are you afraid of? If you think about it, most people are going to miss the next move of God, or their place in it, or their purpose in it, because of fear. Because of fear. God's not going to disqualify you but we're afraid what are you afraid of you afraid of people yeah oh man everybody's afraid of people preachers are afraid of people they've preached to gain the people favor but we need to preach to please god not people but it happens all the time doesn't it people people are afraid of people people are afraid of getting up and speaking and this we got to speak this word of faith god's got to use your mouth you know john the baptist said who are you and he said i'm a voice i'm a voice Oh, you're afraid of speaking or here's a big one. You're afraid people won't like you or you'll just be afraid that your people will reject you, criticize you, judge you. Well, the answer is yes to all the above, but don't be afraid of it. Finding your place and purpose in God is stronger and better. And all the promises, like I said, all God's might begins to work for your good when you're called according to his purpose. So, yeah. Fear tries to get in, fear of rejection and people and speaking and failure, fear of failure. you got to overcome those fear move, fears, move from fear to faith. You might be a leader in the next great move of God. So why are we so afraid? Well, it looks to me, as I study this passage about the boat and them in the storm, that we do the same thing. We're, we're looking at life backwards. In other words, Jesus is in the boat with them. There's their future. And we know that. You know that. You want to make Jesus your future, right? You know he is not the future king. He's the king right now. But he's coming back to rule and reign on the earth. And so there's the future 
Uh, and so here we are, if we put ourselves in their position, here we are in the boat with Jesus, and the future is in the boat with us. Yeah? But they're missing their future. Why? Because they're looking backwards and letting past experience dictate how they feel about the present reality of Jesus. Everybody's got to deal with this. I have to deal with it. You got to deal with it. We all got to deal with it. There is the present reality of Jesus, but there's the past experiences that that maybe didn't go so well or this happened or that happened. And all of a sudden that comes in and wants to rule your life. You say, wait a minute here. I have a future. I have a future and God plans a good future for me. I'm I'm in the boat with Jesus now and my future is looking bright. So let's try to do that now. Just think about your own life, how you don't want to have fear anymore. Don't let fear near. Draw near to God and move from fear to faith. Can you do that? Lord, help us to get this message today. Help us to get this word in us so we can, without fear, look up to heaven and say, oh God, rip open the heavens and come down and bring us revival. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.